Welcome to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. Please enjoy the rest of our show. Hey, friends. Thanks for joining me today. I'm Jenny Catron, your host and founder and CEO of the Foresight Group. Glad that you're here and looking forward to diving into our conversation today. This is the message I want you to hear today, that you don't have to know it all. You don't have to know it all. Now, if you're anything like me, I have felt like I've needed to know a lot of things that I just don't know. In a year that's been so crazy, I am kind of on my toes just trying to anticipate and figure things out and feeling a real sense that my team, the leaders that I work with, need me to know where we're going. And my suspicion is you're feeling the same thing too, right? You're just sensing that your teams are desiring direction and longing for vision and longing for an understanding of where are we going, which is all true. And something that I think we've got to actively kind of work with and wrestle with. But at the same time, I want to remind you that you don't have to know it all. And so I want to read you some excerpts from chapter six of my book, Clout, Discover and Unleash Your God-Given Influence. And in this chapter, I talk about the what I call the clout killer of pride. Really exciting, right? So hang with me because it might not be what you think. When I did a bunch of study um, and when I wrote this book, I really kind of developed a new perspective on pride. I was, you know, I'd always kind of thought, oh, pride's not an issue for me and was just probably prideful in itself. But I want to just kind of share some of my observations of pride and how it shows up for us as leaders. Because I think especially when we feel insecure, uncertain, but feel the pressure of needing to have all the answers, pride has a tendency to creep in. So let me start with a little bit of a story. This was regarding me and one of the teams that I worked with. And I said, we had reached a stalemate. As I looked around the room at my team, I was staring into the faces of incredibly strong-willed and passionate individuals who were not going to budge on their opinion. I was convinced they were wrong. They were convinced they were right. And everything in me wanted to play the trump card because I was the boss. I could settle this. With one statement, I could make the decision and move us along. But in a rare moment of maturity, I knew that my pride just wanted to win. I was resistant to their concerns because I thought I knew better. I had more experience. I had more historical context for the situation. But we were in a battle of wills, really a battle of pride. And neither side was willing to give in. With every concern they raised, I had a quick retort. With every question they asked, I had a solid answer. The more they pushed, the more I pushed back. The longer the conversation continued, the more stubborn we became about our positions for the argument. We weren't going to get anywhere until we were willing to let go of our pride and humbly listen to one another. See, pride doesn't show up one day and overtake us with excessive force. Pride infuses our thoughts and grows as it is given space. We don't aspire to it and we don't believe we've become victims of it until it has inflicted damage that requires significant amounts of repair. We often describe it as passion, perhaps even conviction, therefore deceiving ourselves about how it wars within us. 
As I stared around the room at the faces of my team, my inner dialogue was trying to discern where pride was speaking. Are my convictions authentic or are they a reaction to the layers of my prideful facade? Do I just want to be right because my insecurities can't handle being wrong? Do I think I should have the right answer because my fears convince me that having the wrong one would indicate that I'm not a good leader? Do I need to be right because comparison tells me that to be right makes me better than others? Ouch, some hard questions, right? When we haven't done the work of discovering our God-given influence, we build kind of a false identity. And so we unknowingly allow things like comparison, insecurity, fear uh, to influence the different situations we find ourselves in. So without truth, we build upon lies. And so our ego, our pride is warring within us to build something different from who we truly are. So if much like me, you didn't know to make a careful exploration early in your life, like know to do this work of digging into these different things that can kind of hinder us from really understanding our God-given influence, we can spend a lot of time building a false self. See, pride by definition is inordinate self-esteem or said another way, excessive confidence in oneself. And honestly, I'm not sure that I completely buy those definitions. I think pride is the illusion of excessive self-esteem. Most people whom we perceive as prideful are actually doing everything they can to convince others that they have confidence in themselves. Don't you see that sometimes when you look at somebody who is clearly prideful and it's like they're just trying to convince themselves and everybody else that they're confident. Honestly, I've yet to meet someone who is truly prideful without their pride being triggered by the core fear that continuously impacts all of us. The fear that I'm not enough in some way or some shape or some form, that I'm not enough. And pride causes us to overcompensate for this fear. What we say, what we do, how we lead stem from our efforts to appear more confident than we really are. And many of our lives look like this. We've built so many layers that it's nearly impossible for anyone, even ourselves, to know what our true God-given influence looks like. We're proud of the false exterior and the distractions we've created. Perhaps we've built them out of one of our fears, the fear that I'm not enough, so I'll build something that looks better, or the fear that I don't have enough, so I'll keep adding layers. And once again, pride confronts us with these I am not enough fears. And I think that's often at the root of when pride kind of creeps in, it's because we are wrestling with an internal fear of not being enough in some way or some form. Pride drives us to behave in ways that aren't true to the core of our character. It's as if pride's personality takes over our own. Rather than address the fears and insecurities underlying pride, we just overcompensate. And so we become overconfident in our attitudes and responses in order to prove to ourselves and others that we're not afraid. Pushed to the limit, we'll act out of desperation and impulsively do things inconsistent with who we are. Backed into a corner, we'll even respond with denial, right? So for a leader, this more specifically looks like the following. Here are just some things to kind of be thinking of that might be an indicator that pride is, is creeping in. The first is overcompensating. You boldly proceed with an initiative, even though others have tentatively raised concerns. Your fear of not looking as if you know what you're doing drives you to overcompensate with aggressive action. Another one is impulsiveness. You make impulsive decisions 
because you don't want to hear concerns from others. Your ego can't handle that they might catch something that you didn't. A third one is excuse making. You always have excuses when things don't go as well as you planned. You always pin the blame on someone or something else and deny any fault on your part. Another is resistance. You become belligerent, digging your heels in and resisting feedback from others. You avoid engaging people or circumstances that might challenge your opinions. Another one is unteachability. You're convinced that your way is the best way and you can't find value in others' opinions. Another one is defiance. You're defiant and boldly argue with others, even with those in authority over you. And finally, blindness. You're so focused on proving yourself that you're blind to other sides of the issue. In a Fast Company article, Ken Blanchard and Scott Blanchard describe the effects of pride this way. When people get caught up in their egos, it erodes their effectiveness. That's because the combination of false pride and self-doubt created by an overactive ego gives people a distorted image of their own importance. When that happens, people see themselves as the center of the universe and they begin to put their own agenda, safety, status, and gratification ahead of those affected by their thoughts and actions. Now, I'm guessing that as I'm reading this, most of us are thinking of other people, like we're thinking of other people in our lives that we see this stuff show up in. And and I think that's helpful because it might give us empathy, it might give us understanding, but I also want us to look for where do we see this in ourselves, especially when we're in a leadership position and we do have that disproportionate influence in the room. When might we be susceptible to some of these elements of pride? And the opportunity, so let's turn the corner because you're like, come on, Jen, I'm like, like quit beating me up, is that we can exchange these. And there's a few things I think that help us make the exchange for pride. And the first one is honesty. We must be honest about pride's impact on our influence. Where might you be acting overconfidently or impulsively? What are you in denial about? Humility begins with being honest with yourself. Pastor Rick Warren explained, the better you know yourself, the less prideful you'll be. Honesty creates humility. Self-deception leads to self-destruction. So are you deceiving yourself in any area of your life? Are you pursuing perfection? Are you longing for importance? Are you performing your way to significance or are you relying on your own independence? Until you're willing to be honest about the corners where pride is lurking, you'll be ignorant of the warning signs. So that first thing is just the honesty piece of just being honest with yourself. The second exchange, the second way where we can confront pride is with community. When you're operating from a place of pride, everyone knows it but you. A humble heart opens itself up. A prideful heart stays closed and protective. A humble heart listens to others. A prideful heart resists feedback. A humble heart asks questions. A prideful heart moves forward independently. A humble heart seeks out others. A prideful heart keeps its distance. Humility allows you to surround yourself with people smarter than you. Pride holds you back and inhibits you from vulnerably acknowledging that you don't know something. Humility embraces community for the value of collective wisdom. 
pride resists community because it's threatened by sharing ideas and successes with others, leaving you isolated and alone. Humility changes your paradigm from I to we. Humility is thinking about yourself less and thinking about others more. In humility, you begin to recognize the value of others. You're honest about where fear, insecurity, scarcity, and comparison impact you. In this place of vulnerability, you find community and discover that you are more accepted for being who you are than for the false exterior you've projected. And then the last one is humble confidence. Humble confidence is the outcome of making that careful exploration of doing the work to understand how God has gifted you, how God has wired you. Where pride finds its identity in perfection, importance, performance, and independence, humility allows us to anchor our identity in Christ first and then live from a place of confidence in Christ in us. And this replacement, replacing humility for pride doesn't necessarily come easy, but it is possible because when a leader chooses the path of humility, he impacts the entire culture of their team or their organization. In a Forbes article, it says, individuals who know themselves are courageously able to pursue creative leadership. What is profoundly powerful about embracing humility and publicly acknowledging errors is the link between authenticity and the success of the individual and the organization. Remember that stalemate with my team from the beginning of the discussion today? All it took was one team member who chose to humble himself and admit that his opinion might not be right. And the entire tone of the conversation changed. Because he was willing to lead with humility, we all let our guards down and chose to open ourselves to the various possibilities. We concluded that meeting with a unified decision and more important, a stronger sense of camaraderie. See, I suspect that the majority of us have to be tripped up by pride a time or two before we understand how significantly pride has been impacting our lives and our leadership. When we acknowledge our attempts to create the illusion of excessive self-esteem and recognize the fears that trigger our attempts to create this false facade, we allow humble confidence to make way for our God-given influence to thrive. So let me give you some questions to kind of wrestle with on this one. What is pride trying to cover up in your life? Maybe fear, comparison, jealousy, scarcity, envy, insecurity. Like what's pride kind of a cover up for, for you? What desire is pride falsely fulfilling for you? Uh, Perfection, importance, performance, or independence? Where do you need to get truly honest about pride's impact on your life? And where can you invite community in to make the replacement for humility? And I want to remind you what I said at the very beginning, that you don't have to know it all, even as the leader. When we think we have to know it all, we kind of create an opening for pride to creep in. And that's what I want you to hear today. I know it's kind of a little bit of a like heavy subject and one that none of us really want to acknowledge, right? But I think when we put like crazy expectations on ourselves as leaders, when we think we have to know it all, we have to figure it all out, we're responsible for it all we can allow pride to be, create that false facade to try to be a cover-up for all the fears or insecurities that we're navigating. And being humble enough to recognize that is a healthy place for us to be as leaders. So I hope that was helpful today and just something for you to think about because I do think leaders are putting such an inordinate amount of pressure on ourselves right now. And I want you to be encouraged that you don't have to know it all. 
You just have to demonstrate the humility to figure it out. So keep leading well. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of the Foresight community. And we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Jenny Katrin Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please email Jenny at podcast at get the number four site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. Your comments mean the world to us, so please rate and leave comments on our podcast. And remember, you need foresight for success. We will see you next time.